Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, Wrestling's Voice of Reason, the other half of the OG Above the Ring team, Scott. We are coming to you from Above the Ring, Ship It Studios, Premier Wrestling Podcast, covering all things from AWWE Worldwide, coming to you Monday morning, Turner time. John is off on assignment for today. Um, I'll get right to the point here. We um, were reviewing our news from the past couple of weeks. And I know there's going to be people probably in the comments who reach out to me or Scott. Oh, you forgot about this. You forgot about that. It wasn't really anything that we came across that we thought was newsworthy. Obviously the CM Punk stuff is all over, you know, Oh, he showed up on raw. He's going to go to WWE. Probably not impact. He was at, you know, he's probably just seeing people. It was in Chicago. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, exactly. I don't think it's anything newsworthy. You know, we were very hesitant when he was even rumored to come to AEW to begin with, because, you know, that's he was rumored to go back to WWE when he was on Talking Smack. So what was it? Whatever the show was that was on Fox. Was it Talking Smack? Uh, No, that was. Oh, see, now you know what I'm talking about. Now. Yeah, I, I can't remember that it escapes me yeah. at the moment. But yeah, that's, he was like contracted with Fox, not, um, WWE. not WWE. Correct. Um, so I don't think it's newsworthy. There was also a report. I'm just going to bring this stuff up while we talk about this. Um, that All Out is going to happen a week after All In when it's in London. Uh, that came from the Xena Vice President in a normal interview. It's like, oh, yeah, this is, we're running the show the week later. Nothing from Tony. Um, if they do it, I think it's stupid. You think it's stupid? That's like yeah, it's, it's, 2017. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's have a pay-per-view. And then, oh, yeah, we'll have a pay-per-view right after the pay-per-view. It's like. What's the point of the pay-per-view that you had first? <laughs> will I buy it? Probably, yes. I will probably spend the $50 two weeks in a row. But it's not newsworthy. Tony didn't say it. So right. I don't want to sit here and talk about rumors. There's so many rumors in the world. There's so many videos about, you know, what culture, wrestle talk, cultaholic. Is so-and-so, we're not doing clickbait here. We're right. going to be like, it's not set in stone. I don't want to go off the re the reports that are coming out. Yep. So aside from that, we had nothing in particular. So we figured we're going to sit here. We're going to bullshit. We're going to avoid most news topics or news topics. But if there's something that came up, please feel free to read message Scott and I comment on this and be like, hey, you forgot to talk about XYZ. This would have been a good talking point. Aside from that, Scott and I have been talking somewhere in the near future. We will be removing the news segments and put them on a YouTube show. Um, similar to Power Slam, gives a lot more time to reformat the podcast and give it something a little more. You can just, I don't know, bullshit. Yeah, a little more unique, not just the same cookie cutter news and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So exactly, exactly. So I want to get that out of the way. Um, just like I want to get this out of the way. By the time this drops, it is going to be the first of May. We're going to find out if the Bruins can fucking beat a wild card team. Oh my god, I hope to go. Um, yeah, and I will be this much closer to the age of 32 as my birthday is uh imminent at this point. Still such a baby, yeah. I mean, it's not what do I like to say, people? I think 30s is like being in your 20s again, but with all the experience. Um, it's also one of those things where you're I'm gonna go on a tangent here, <laughs> Scott. We were talking about this the other day. There's so many people. Who are considered millennials who talk about getting old. They're in their late 20s, maybe even early 30s. We're old. They don't even know what old looks like yet. The the average life expectancy that we have in the world, even our country, I don't want to say average, but people live into 80, yeah. 85. You know, the numbers growing larger. 
Um, but you're going to have that mentality from your 25 to 30 for the next 50 years. You're off right. the fucking rocker. Right. Are you young? Not as young as you used to be. I don't right. know why I'm holding a toenail clipper in my hand while I'm talking <laughs> about this. Um, but I don't know. I just need to get that in the universe. But anyways, next two weeks schedule. Um, starting on the third, we have New Japan uh, wrestling Dantaku. Happening, our new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Sonata, taking on Hiromu Takahashi for the World Championship. That's nice. a statement I didn't think I would say in the year 2023. Right. Um, Stardom's going to have the Fukukawa Goddess Legend 2023. I can't pronounce half these names. This is what Ethan is good for. By the way, we'll be recording the Dantaku show uh, results. Um, don't forget to listen to our ETR New Japan stuff. We have a name for it. We will be announcing later on in, in the week. Um, on the fourth as well, we have... Pro Wrestling Noah's Majestic 2023. On the 6th, we have WWE Backlash in Puerto Rico. The first mm. WWE event in Puerto Rico since 2005. Um, the 7th, we have All Japan Pro Wrestling's Champion Carnival Final. Carnival Final. Um, the 12th, we have Stardom's New Blood 8. And yeah, that's, that's where we're at, according to the calendar. And there's a lot of other independent stuff going on. So if you're like some of our other listeners, like Steven... Or even Ethan, you know. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at this calendar. I want to talk to you about something quickly, Scott. Actually, I'll talk to you about a couple of things. First and foremost, I came across and I ended up watching the stardom event that just happened like a week ago. Or two okay. ago. Um, All-Star Grand Queen. That was it. Because I'm just curious. You know, I'm I'm working on some other things in the back. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with stardom at all? A little bit. Uh, I know it's it's one of Japan's only female only uh, wrestling organizations. Uh, a lot of big names have come through Stardom at some point in their career, so I know that it's a good breeding ground for you know future mega stars in business. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. I I came across that I'm working on a project um, that'll be announced later down the line. So I'm like, let me check out Stardom. And I'll tell you right now, first and foremost, I listened to a couple of stardom podcasts. Cause I'm just let me let me listen. It was fascinating to listen to people talk about stardom okay. very differently from almost any other promotion. You know, you and I, we try to be very optimistic. We try to talk about WWE in a positive light, despite yep. the years of turmoil that has had, you know, AEW, especially when they have its struggles, um, impact and ring of honor, et cetera, et cetera. But there's still a lot of, like, just, you know, it's still criticism. There's still people who are going to bitch about it. There's two podcasts I listen to. I listen to Stardom Cast and I listen to a post-wrestling podcast, just to drop the names. Probably listen. I've never heard so much passion in wrestling fans talking about a promotion. That's awesome. Positive I, light. I like to hear that. That's that's fantastic. Because I can listen. I mean, you can listen to a bunch of different podcasts. Even our own podcast, I would bet if we listen to, like, I know, going into Backlash. You'd be like, I'm excited for this podcast, but there is X, Y, and Z, which I'm just like, well, you know, yep. I don't think there was a single bad thing that these people talked about. Nice. Two different podcasts, not correlated to each other at all, by the way. And they were both super positive? Super positive. Nice. Um, okay. All right. But I watched the show, and it was kind of like watching, and I had it in the background while I was working, too. It was really good. Nice. It was really good. Granted, time is you know, of the essence and I don't have time to watch everything under the sun. Like we've talked about. Right. Um, but if I was to definitely 
kind of keep an eye on something else. Stardom is definitely one of them. It was it was really good. I was I was impressed. Nice. Um, also, it's very faction heavy. I was reading almost everybody, if not everybody's in a faction. Isn't that so. just like New Japan? They're pretty much the same. Yeah, way. but there's a lot of people not in factions in New Japan. So oh, okay. Almost okay. everybody here is in a faction. All right. So I do like my factions. You know this, Sam. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But I figured I'd bring that up. I want to talk about that. Um, nothing I want to talk about. I took Ashley to a, her second wrestling event. <laughs> she went to GCWC to the crime. Scott, you and I went to a GCW show about a year ago. We did. <laughs> it was an experience. Oh, yes, it was. Not to knock CCW, not that I'm very familiar, but I would say from what I've seen, GCW is pushing that envelope that ECW did back in the mm. 90s. I will agree with that. You know, they're just unique. They're very different. Mm. I know John likes, oh, it's just garbage can wrestling. It's crap. It's like, no, there's a place for hardcore wrestling. Oh, of course. Absolutely. You thank your lucky stars because that's how the attitude ever came. I believe. I I don't know about you, Scott. I'm gonna go on another tangent. <laughs> I firmly believe ECW is responsible for the attitude era. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I I will they definitely helped, that's for sure. Because if I remember correctly, ECW had some type of um trading partnership with both wcw and wwe at one point in time and they would you know lend talent back and forth and definitely would help get things going i know like like the, one of the bigger ones that pops out to me is um jerry lawler and his absolute hatred for ecw yep and having taz show up and 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 just decimating things it's just yeah um yeah, no, that that's a very that's a very good assessment. Uh, I, I definitely believe that that definitely helped with the attitude error. Yeah. No. Also, they had him on Raw. They had him, um, their talent show up on Raw like several times. Right. Yeah. Like they'd be in the front row and they'd have like either they'd have signage or they'd just be there and. But they wrestled. Um, if if you go back to some of these documentaries, they actually came on and had matches on yep. Raw in '96. Yep. So I think it was the template for Vince to create the attitude error. Absolutely. Um, but went to a GCW show. Um, it was good. This one was a little different because it was in some like community center in Orlando. And it ended at 11. The show you and I saw in Vegas went to like 1230. And we didn't even stay because we were exhausted. <laughs> we were doing we had, on our feet all day long. Yeah. And yeah, we had standing room only. Yeah. Next time we do something like that, it's going to be seated. Yeah. 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 Um, it definitely helped. Um. She enjoyed it. Um, when it was getting super violent, she goes, if it was like this all the time, I'd be so much more invested. <laughs> I love how she craves the violence in wrestling. That that just that's that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. She just she she loves that. Um, which is weird because now I was explaining to her about ECW. She again, you and I, we've grown up in re- I don't want to say wrestling families, but at least my family. People in my family watch wrestling. You know, we were very invested in it at one point. We knew it's kind of like I am with music, where right. I know the ins and outs. I know the history. I knew the different promotions. I read books. You know, I I ate up the ECW documentary when that came out. Right. Um. So for you and I, the Monday Night Wars. You know, I listened to like 
Joe Rogan's podcast with Ric Flair. He had no idea what the Monday Night Wars were or the Attitude Era was because he's so disconnected from that. Right. Yeah. But you and I, who are just familiar, we're like, it was probably like nobody will watch TV like that again on one. No. Like. No. It was, oh, my God. Like, um, I know you were a little young for it, but I watched it growing up, and I'm just like, and it was before the time of DVRs, so you couldn't tape both. Like, you had to sacrifice one show or the other or parts of each show, which is what I did. I would start off watching Nitro at 8, and then once Raw started at 9, I'd kick over the first segment, see what was happening, and, and then I'd kind of gauge with how I kind of wanted to watch the night. And um, I was a WCW guy at first, and then once the whole all that'll put butts in the seats when Mick Foley won the title in, in Worcester, Massachusetts, which was right outside my hometown, I was like, okay, well now I'm a WWF guy, and that's you know I was one of that one of the one of the statistic of, of channel changers, um, and then yeah, I just never I just never looked back, but yeah, it was it was it was wild because like, nowadays. Like when they had like the the Wednesday Night Wars, I say in quotations with with AEW and, and NXT, I taped both shows. I watched one, I'd watch the other one afterwards. I didn't have that option. Now I have Peacock, and you know, before that, the WWE Network, and yeah, I can go back and watch it if I want to. But it it doesn't take it takes it doesn't take away from how how much fun it was to be a wrestling fan back in the nineties. And and be able to be like oh, I I gotta watch I gotta watch this I know I know like like Hogan like the NWO is gonna be out later on I gotta make sure I watch them at the you know between the the nine and ten o'clock hour and stuff like that so it's just you had to time management which was insane for a kid in his teenage years trying to figure out what's going on with wrestling but you gotta you had to make that decision it was crazy yeah and you know you mentioned the the Wednesday Night Wars and it was just fun. You know, I can't sit, you know, there are so many people who get into tribalism, all right? right? People are going to have preferred tastes, okay? I will use my buddy yeah. Rob. Yep. My buddy Rob was somebody who hasn't watched wrestling in like 20 years, 20 plus years. He watches AEW religiously. If AEW went down the tubes, he'd stop watching he, wrestling probably. He just wouldn't care because <laughs> yeah. you know what? He doesn't care about what WWE is doing. Right. People like that and you know WWE fans who love what WWE is doing, they don't fucking care what AEW is doing. Right. But when we had Dynamite and NXT going head to head, that was NXT's like peak. It was too, and they got their asses handed to them, which was like wow. But like, I think it's very ignorant for people to not watch those two shows going head to head at that time and pretty much go, we won. We right. as fans it, are getting the best of everything right now. That's exactly it. That should have been the mindset. It's like we've won both. The, we're getting four hours of quality wrestling content on two different channels. And no, people were just like, I, I, I saw so much ridiculous stuff on Twitter. And I'm sure you did as well, because we were always tweeting at the same time. So we were both spoiling each other the whole time going back and forth but um it was just yeah just seeing some people's responses to certain things especially like i don't know i it's not even it's not even one way it's both ways like i've watched like the 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 aw stands and the wwe stands or whatever all the other names people would have come up with just go after one another uh and it's just like just in, just enjoy wrestling like i know somebody had a sign during one of the aw shows 
uh, during that time, they just said, just enjoy wrestling. And I'm like, this is the fan that we should all be listening to because he knows what's going on. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it while we have it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's creating bigger fans. I mean, even with the Ring of Honor thing, and I know the whole EW is all over the place right now. But the fact that he also owns Ring of Honor, and it just, Ring of Honor, I think, has always been quality. Right. Um, They've always put on great shows. Uh, yeah, just enjoy it. Just, just fucking enjoy it for what it is. Yep. Um, but yeah, the GCW show was great. Even she was like, "I feel like I have to go to another one of these." That's because, that's well, she was like, "I feel like that was not as violent as that could have been," and I was hundred percent right. Right. Because I'm like, they cut a match. They cut Joey Janela taking on Commander for the Extreme Title. Oh God, that would have been nuts. Yeah. So, I think due to the venue. It was cut short, and yeah. it was not as violent. Um, we got the light tubes and the tables at the end of the mat, end of the night. Yeah, um, I remember you texting me that like we got light tubes. And <laughs> it was. Have you ever been in a building when they break those? Oh yes, I've never been. It's insane because we're three, three rows from the front. Yeah, and they went to go. Who I forgot who it was. It was Masha Slamovich defending the title against I forgot her name. And as soon as the first one broke, it was like a gunshot and just yeah. glass shat. Everyone ducked. I'm like, it's more fright. It's cool on TV, but it's yeah. frightening. It is. I went to a Beyond Wrestling show in in Worcester before I moved up here, and I actually watched my first death match live, and um. They had the glass tubes, and I'm kind of standing in like towards the back of the the building, just kind of leaning up against the wall, just watching it. And they just I don't, I don't remember who was in it, but somebody got hit in the back with a pair of light tubes. And it, like you said, it sounds like a gunshot went off. Like it made me jump, and I don't jump for a lot of things when it comes to wrestling. But holy shit, was that crazy! Um, I also had never seen so much blood in my life when it came, <laughs> when it came to the match. But, yeah, um, yeah, I, it's it's definitely it's definitely an animal of its own, and um, yeah, um, I I do look forward to going back. Like we were already talking about going to Philly for WrestleMania. Uh, I fully expect us to be going to a GCW show, especially so, when you know where it's going to be. Correct, because it's probably going to be at the twenty three hundred building. So. Hmm. Good old ECW arena. Yes. We'll have to drag John along and just hear him bitch the whole time. It's true. We should <laughs> we should go live and just, just listen to John complain for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, no, it was good. She enjoyed it. Um yeah, yeah, it's just it's funny. I think I told you when I moved down here, like for some reason, as soon as I relocated down to Tampa. All the wrestling shows, there was like a million of them that happened in the Northeast. What? There was like three or four AEW Dynamite tapings. Yep. Survivor Series happened. Yep. Um, They're doing Battleground up there next weekend. Yep. This weekend. Yeah. I'm just like, what? The f- Did I make a mistake? Well, I okay. I didn't. I'm happy where I'm at. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you hate the snow. I hate the fucking snow. <laughs> fucking trash snow. Um, But it's... Yeah, I just, man, 
it's been, it was nice to go. It was in Orlando. It was like an hour and a half drive back. And that's why I was glad when it ended at 11. Cause was right. like, oh, we can drive home. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. GCW. Always a good time. You get a chance to go guys. Definitely go. Hmm. Do you have any, any local stuff coming up around you anytime soon or. I know there's a uh, local promotion. I just haven't, haven't looked into it. Okay. Um, I'd like to go. I'd like to get, you know, Get to know the talent over there, kind of like you do up in uh, Vermont. Yep. Yeah, ETWA has their next show at the end of at the end of May, uh, but there's actually a new uh, company that kind of rose uh, called Green Mountain Wrestling, and they have their first show next next Sunday. Uh, so, and that's about an hour southwest from where I am. And EWA is normally 45 minutes north. So I might I might make my way out there. Uh, a lot of the same talent that I would see in ETWA, but there's some new people. So I'm like, all right, we'll give it a shot. It's a, a Sunday afternoon show. So I'm like, oh, that's good. At least I don't have to drive home in the dark because that would suck, uh, especially in Vermont, because, you know, there's more wildlife than people up here. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that should be fun. I'm glad that there's there's multiple avenues now for me to be able to go watch wrestling. It's kind of like. Like when I was in mass, I felt like there was too much. Like it was like five or six different indie uh, indie uh, companies that I could go to. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's I mean, very younger. We'd go to all of them and, you know, network and. You right. know, yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot. It's funny. There's a lot of I want to bring this up because there was one kid at the show at GCW who was interact with all the wrestlers. And I'm like, this guy's got to be like a local indie guy or something. Right. You know, so, you know, there was a couple times he actually, you know, wrestlers got like, you know, they pretend to hit him. He, you know, played around with it. You know, he's, yeah. he's a suit. Long, long story short, there's another super fan I follow. I forgot her name. And she has a photo. Happy birthday to so-and-so. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, look at the photo, looking at the photo. I click on it. I scroll through his photos. Sure enough, front row scene of the crime. I'm like, okay. This is a super fan. Nice. Um, like he's he was from New York and he was in Orlando and then he goes here and then he goes there. There's a couple of them like that. And it's insane. Cause even I just I find it fascinating. Mm. Super fans who can go to all of these shows all the time. Right. And like obviously I think like for most wrestling fans, the most famous one is Green Shirt Guy. Green Shirt Guy, yeah. He goes everywhere. He's at almost every single Raw, every single SmackDown, every single AEW show. It's for every pay-per-view pay and premium live event. He is there. <laughs> it's it's great. Like if there's anything, you know, how to talk about like um death and taxes being certain, green shirt guy being at a wrestling show is also a certainty. It's yep, death, <laughs> yep, death taxes and um <laughs> green shirt guy. Yep. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'll I'll find something down here at some point. You know, uh, again, Ashley enjoyed it. At some point, she'll we'll make it happen again. Yeah. I also find it fascinating because we were talking about this when she's she's only been watching AEW shows with you and how recently she watched. I think, what was it? Was it WrestleMania? She watched Royal Rumble for like yeah. five minutes and then she watched WrestleMania. Yeah. And how she was just like, I prefer AEW more. And I'm just like, interesting. OK, so there's another example. Yeah, there's another another example. You know, if AEW went under, right, she would just. I'm not watching WWE. Right, 
period. And that's and that's all good and fine. She, you know, she she can she can like what she wants, and, and I'm happy that she's actually watching it again or watching it with you. Um, but yeah, I just find it fascinating because if, if you think about both companies, like AEW is definitely the the more attitude era esque style wrestling. Mm-hmm. If you watch WWE, it's more of a theater performance with very athletic wrestlers. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like people always joke about how saying it's a, it's a male soap opera, but it is. It truly is. And I, I don't know. It's just I I love them both for for different reasons. But I'm so invested now um, in WWE, and you know how we were in the very beginning of doing ATR and and. Mm-hmm. And how I would tell you, like, man, Monday was a drag. Yeah, I still gonna do the raw review after this. Oh my god, what am I gonna talk about? Um, but yeah, like recently, obviously, with the whole thing with Vince and Triple H taking over creative and even Vince finding his way back in, and now the merger with um uh, Endeavor and and everything else, but the quality of WWE programming has gone up like significantly still since triple H first took over back at SummerSlam last year. And I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying every single show again, instead of being like, all right, I got three hours to get through this and then we can talk about it. And then I can cry and go to bed. (laughs) You know, that's, that's one thing I do think they still need to do. They still need to cut down an hour on raw. I agree, but I think for the revenue that they get, I think mm-hmm. they'll I don't think they'll ever go back to two hours unless they decide with this next round of TV deals, which I believe is coming up either this year or next, um, where if they go somewhere somewhere else, um, yeah, and they decide to go back to two hours. But I don't know. For the amount of wrestlers that they have, they just need to do a better job of, you know, giving more people the spotlight. Yeah. So yeah. Um it's funny we bring this up. And I was I totally forgot about this, but we're gonna put this out here. And I think we speak for all of ATR. Ethan and John included. Monday, a week ago, mm-hmm. we got the announcement of a new WWE world title. Yes. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna break this down into two parts. We're gonna break this down into the purpose of this belt, mm-hmm. and let's break it down into the look of this belt because I think these two things need to be covered kind of extensively. Yeah. Right. So first and foremost, let's talk about the look because I think the four of us will agree and go against the grain of. The WWE universe. <laughs> Fucking hate that term. I know, me too. This belt looks incredible. It does. It truly right. does. And I've said this to you. I've said this to John. I know everyone's like, we need to bring back the Wing Deedle title. We need to bring back the big gold belt. We Triple H is in charge now, okay? First and foremost. Yep. He's you know, for me. Being the 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 fan of wrestling that I you know the fan of wrestling and the time I watched wrestling, yep. there are two people who are synonymous with the big gold belt for me. Yep, Ric Flair, Triple H. Yep, because I just Triple H almost always had that belt. 
Right. Especially with you only watching SmackDown growing up. He was always on SmackDown as the World Heavyweight Champion mm-hmm. <laughs> when, he, when he was traded over from Raw. Yeah. So classic belts. And I'm again, I was I like the old IC title, too, when they brought right. that back. Yeah. This is something we need to think about, first and foremost. Triple H is now. I don't know if you want to say on paper, but ver- verbatim TV head of creative, hundred percent under creative control. Right. Questionable with the the rumored Vince rewrites on Raw still. Right. But this man, if he has true full creative control, he's going to want his own legacy. Mm-hmm. Bringing back an old belt does not give him a legacy. He's just kind of like it's kind of like our whole generation. Everything's got to be retro. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, I do collect vinyl. I mean, vinyl's just coming back. You know, right. I like my old retro consoles, but I'm not one of those where you're going to play it on my old Super Nintendo to get the real experience. Fucking right. nerd. Right. <laughs> I like having my old hardware. I like having my vinyl. Right. But you know what? I got a Spotify account. Yeah. I definitely have new hardware. I just, uh, he's going to want his own legacy. Right. Exactly. Guess what? That belt to me, is going to symbolize his legacy. I agree. That is the belt of the Triple H era to me. To bring those old belts back again, who I don't think that does anything for him. It's just like, oh, cool. He, he, fan service, Star Wars, Marvel. I'm going to use all those examples. Yeah, no, that's true. hundred percent. I'm, I'm very interested to see who becomes the first world heavyweight champion at night of champions from Saudi. Um, that should be very, very fun. I hope, I hope, hope, hope that this turns into some type of tournament. Um, obviously we won't know everybody who's in it until after the, after the draft is done, which will be by the time this drops will be Monday night. Um, we already know half the roster that's moved over because of the draft on SmackDown. And then Saturday morning, there was more during the SmackDown lowdown. Um, apparently, there's going to be more on Raw and then probably more on Raw talk on Tuesday. So we won't have the full new rosters probably until Tuesday night um, before NXT. Um, I got to talk to Ethan. I'm pretty sure we'll probably do uh, a full WWE draft coverage talking about all everybody moving where and the NXT call-ups and, and et cetera, et cetera, what that means for um, especially the, the black and yellow brand, because they've, they've lost some champions. They've mm-hmm. been drafted up, which is, which is great to see a little surprising for some. So um, I look forward to, to having this discussion with Ethan uh, and that will be on YouTube. So you guys should make sure you check that out. Uh, also, I want to say thank you for everybody who's already listened and watched the uh, initial draft one that we did. Um, it has been, I think, if I look correctly, it is our second best viewed um, video uh, on our YouTube channel, which I know is real, still real small, but we're trying to build it. So, guys, please like and share, subscribe, hit that little bell. I'm going to go into my little shtick. <laughs> um, yeah, find us on YouTube at underscore above the ring. Um, you'll see the big, the big black and white yellow, uh, black and white logo that we have. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so thank you, appreciate that a lot. Yeah, no, appreciate that. We will be putting more uh, content on YouTube, shorter content outside of the podcast. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Yep. Um. So outside the look, yeah, the 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 one they're selling looks a little cheaper than the one that they're they had on TV. 
Now, a lot of people, and I, I've listened to podcasts. I've listened to, you know, I'll, I'll name them what culture, cultaholic, wrestle talk. I've heard Jim Cornette's opinion on this. This, do we need this title? What's the purpose of this title? People are actually questioning this. Right. And I think it's a dumb question to ask. I agree. So let's let's start from the beginning. I had said before the draft happened. If you want Roman's belt to remain as relevant as it is. You allow him to be the only person that can jump from show to show. Right. All right. So then when the time comes, whether it be Cody, whether it be Jey Uso, which I don't know why people keep fucking bringing Jay up to win the title. I don't think that'd do much because he'd lose the belt in like three months, if that. Um, to give it more you know, pristine, and then when he drops it, the next champion can kind of be the only person to hop over. Maybe right. same thing with the women's. Um, but that's not the case. Triple H comes out and goes, whatever show he gets drafted to, he's there, and he's not going anywhere. Correct. So, obviously, they need a new title. Yep. Does it diminish what this, you know, what Roman has done? Yeah, you can make the argument. Yeah, sure. You know, now there's two champions. Sure. Whatever. There should have always been two champions. Yeah. There's too many people in WWE for there to be just one world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, honestly don't think this diminishes... Roman's reign as champion at all. Um, I, I hate the fact that people were like, oh, well, if you win the World Heavyweight Championship, here is your consolation prize. That's not the fact. I like to make this this um, correlation between the two. And, and people have been saying, well, that's not, it's a different situation, which it is true. But this is exactly, for at least for me, how when Brock Lesnar was, was said he would never show up on Raw once ever again when he was Universal Champion. And he stayed on SmackDown. So what did uh, Eric Bischoff have to do? He brought back the big gold belt and gave it to Triple H. Now, I, as a fan at that time, hated that he just gave it to Triple H and didn't make Triple H earn it. But the way Triple H's character was, it fit him perfectly. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're probably, I hope to God, are actually going to do something. They haven't told us what they're going to do with it. We all know now where the the title is going to be. Uh, It will be Raw's title. Um... We'll see what happens. I actually do like the fact that it is Raw's title because now you have three hours to play with it. Now you have three hours to possibly set up a tournament. You can have qualifying matches. You can have the first, second, third round of whatever, you know, the tournament. If they want to, I'm just going to keep pushing a tournament. I'm going to will this into existence. (laughs) I'm going to speak it into existence because Sam, Sam knows I love my factions. Sam knows I love my tournaments. Mm -hmm. So God damn it. I want tournaments. (laughs) So lead this, lead this up, have the semifinals and the finals. At Night of Champions, you crown your first World Heavyweight Champion, and then you have Pyro upon Pyro upon Pyro. That's just what I want. I think that would be the perfect ending. And then after that, both champions can just run. Or I should say the Raw Champion will run, and Roman will stay on his island of relevancy by himself with you know Paul Heyman and Solo Sequoia. Maybe the Usos. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I. there's a lot of that. Actually, yeah, agree with all of that. Um, but even if we were to knock this down, you know, why is the title there? Why is the title, you know, again, because even I'll, I'll even bring this up. I, I, I every so often I'll listen to an opinion of uh, Jim Cornette. 
And I just was curious on his thoughts. First and foremost, some people had said, well, this should have been like the updated Universal title, which, you know, if that was the case, that would have been cool too. It came down to the networks. Right. It came down to the networks. They wanted more stable talent on their shows. Right. They wanted, you know, they're going to fight for that belt. They're going to want that one belt on there. Correct. Um, would not plausible all the time. You know, Roman Reigns cannot be on Raw and SmackDown every single week. Right. Once exactly. about burnout. Yeah, exactly. And imagine if it was the old schedule where they were doing 300 days. Yeah. I don't know what they do now for house shows. Um, I think they just do super shows now. They don't even do the amount of house shows that they used to do, especially after COVID. Yeah. So imagine doing that, you know, if this was still 300, 300 days on the road a week. Right. You're going to kill your talent. Yep. Um, it's the networks. You know, at the end of the day, you're not going to... And no against no 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 nothing against Austin Theory, but like you're not going to keep Austin Theory as the main focus with the U.S. title, right? Especially since the U.S. title is like a lower mid card belt, right? I've always seen like in in order. And Scott, you're with me on this one. Yep. World heavyweight or whatever you want to fucking call it. Yep. IC belt. Yep. Tag belts. U.S. Championship. I'd put U.S. You know, above tag. That that would be mine because tag teams always like because I don't know. I don't want to diminish tag team wrestling because I love tag team wrestling, but mm-hmm. it's always like you need a partner to be a champion as a tag team champion. The yeah. first logical step after that would be for me is U.S. champ, and then I see, and then the world <laughs> heavy or WWE, whatever you want to call. It. That's just that's just that's just how no, I look at it. In my no, mind. I see where you're coming from because obviously you know the Rockers, you know Shawn Michaels, Marty Janetti, right. yeah, you know exactly. kind of stuff like that. Yeah. But I think also maybe it's maybe the the tag champ. It's more like a it's more movable. You know, you might have the yeah. Rockers, or you might have you know I don't know. Maybe I'll put the Street Profits a little further down because they're still working their way up. Right. But then you got the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn taking on the Usos, and now you're borderline world championship right, right. here. But you have to. Uh, the only thing you know, I would I would I would say with that is that as as KO and Sami are unique because they've been friends for so long. But when yeah. they throw random people together, that still irks me to this day. If you're going to be a tag team, be a tag team. Don't be two single stars as a team be a tag team which is why i love the usos i love new day i love uh the street profits because they're tag teams well obviously new day is a trio but you know what i'm saying yeah like, they're they're a good team but they, but they build together yeah but that's what i'm saying like you know sometimes you get the ones where it's like below the u.s title but then you might get the ones i mean we had the summer where we had the usos and the new day wrestling every pay-per-view and you're like right. i need another one of these and right. then again you're pushing like yeah. this could main event over the world okay I, I i see what you're saying okay no I, it's probably yeah. more like you you may be able it's like a slider you know correct some yeah. days it's going to be down here other days yeah. it's the i mean that's what the, the bucks were aiming for when they started aw right. you know you had right. you know yeah we were at fucking um death before dishonor you know they had the fucking world title open up the show and then right. we had the the, te- the incredible tag team match and the show yeah not always going to be like that right exactly and it's always a treat when you get the world heavyweight championship first thing yeah yeah you don't expect that really to open the show yeah. uh, i think they did that at mania a few years ago with seth Bro- rollins and Brock. Seth. yeah so I mean, nobody expected that. We're all like, oh, maybe it's going to be the IC or US or, or, or some feud. But nope, 
It's going to be Brock and Seth right off the rip. Okay. All right. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, I see, I see what you're saying. Um, you're looking at the quality of talent, talking about the slider effect with where they would rank uh, for, for placement on the card. I was just thinking if you're uh, like a beginning tag team, like there's also there's levels. I, I look at it too. Like there's like, are you an A tag team, B, C or D level tag team? And it's kind of like the same thing with like faces and heels. Like, are you mm-hmm. a mega star? Like that's going to be out there for the main event or opening of the show every single week. Or are you, you know, you know, I don't want to, this is nothing against her, but are you going to be like Sonya Deville, like a lower level heel working with Chelsea Green, who's also another lower level heel, but now they're a team as well. So it's kind of like, you know, they need to prove themselves before they can elevate to that next level. And again, this is nothing to take away from their talent. They're both excellent. I it's must see television when the complaint department is on my television. I love that shit so much because they give Adam Pierce so much grief and Adam Pierce, the way he responds to everything. I, I that's one man. I wish I would have watched him wrestle in his prime. Um, because the stuff that I've seen online of him is, is spectacular. And I, and mm-hmm. I, I wish that they would give him a shot. Like when he had that random show, random match with Roman, I wanted him to get something in something. Give me something of the old Adam Pierce, but they didn't. It was just like, ah, whatever. feel like that was a missed opportunity, but I'm just looking at you know, like Sonya and Chelsea, like they're, they're right now they're, they're lower level heels and they continue to need to just keep boosting their way up. That's what I meant by my levels. You're talking yeah. about what you're talking about is 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 different from how I'm explaining it. So we're 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 skinning the cat two different ways. So it's fine. Yeah. No. But um, you're not gonna uh, just you're not gonna have the U.S. title main event Raw, especially since Raw is, despite how you feel on how the show is, you know, w- one week or another, it's still one of the longest running episodic, yep, weekly primetime shows. You know that that show will be on. I promise you the day we die. Yep. Probably. In going forward. Yep. That's the goal here. <laughs> um so you can't just give him, you know, your US title. Or fuck. I mean, imagine if I'm I'm gonna throw this out here. This collision thing that's supposed to happen. Mm. Imagine if they go, yeah, we're gonna put the uh the TNT title. That's gonna be our collision belt. No, no. Let me rephrase that. The EW world title is gonna be the collision belt. And we're gonna keep the TNT title on dynamite which is on tbs <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like i know i know so and i then think... it also makes you it makes you wonder if they're gonna do a split roster which is what i guess the rumors are stating will we have a second AEW heavyweight championship it would be interesting i'd be curious i i don't want to speculate because again we don't even Again, this is this is why, and we're talking about this now. This is why I don't like fucking. I mean, we do our fantasy booking, and we'll be like, "Oh, it wouldn't be right. cool if this." We keep a yeah. lot of our conversation off the show, right? Because we don't want people being like, "Oh, well, they said that." No, no, no. We were we were just bullshitting. Yeah, we're just giving our opinion. You know, I don't, I don't know. We this collision thing could absolutely not happen. That's true. Yeah, I don't think it's even been fully confirmed yet, has it? No. Yeah. So it we hasn't come from happen. the mouth of the beast. CM Punk coming back hasn't come from the mouth of the beast. Right. You know, you know, rumor has it that 
you know, Jericho won't talk to CM Punk, you know. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's I, lots of rumors. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. I mean, for all we know, they could have taken a, and again, I listened to Kenny on Renee Peckett's podcast. Um, and he's talking about, and he was, he was, he was, okay. So there were two different aspects to what I've seen mm-hmm. on how this is handled. You and I watched the first episode of All Access where the Bucks are like, what happened in September is going to be a black mark for us, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That kind of, kind of tells, you know, a little bit of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, everyone seems to know what happened. We still don't know if the Bucks barged in or if they knocked on the door. Right. I don't care. You know, maybe they were like, hey, you want to talk at this point? You know, can we have a conversation? Right. I don't know. Right. So the Bucks make it sound like, okay, you know, we we fucked up without right. saying we fucked up. Yeah. However, I listen to, you know, Kenny, and he's like, it's he goes, it's a silly situation that happened, and we can't talk about it. But I And he goes, I seriously hope everyone on the other side is doing okay. Yeah. You know, uh, from that, it kind of tells me, you know, again, Kenny just came back, what, a month prior? Two months prior? Yeah. For all I know, Kenny comes back and this shit's going on. He's like, what the hell? No, me, but we don't. We don't even know what fucking happened there. We'll never know what happened exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't want to speculate and say. I mean, for all you know, they could have looked at this. It could have been the dumbest thing. Right. It could have been aside from what's his name, uh, biting Kenny. Oh I mean, you look like an asshole doing that. Right. But they could be like, "Yo, we shouldn't make this look like the biggest sh- shoot in that we're a shit show right now." Right. Yeah. They will try to spin it. And make the make the bad PR turn into good PR at some point, yeah. You know, but I don't. I think I was going with this. Um, but yeah, um, just hopping back to the belt. Um, I know we went off another tangent. Whoops. It's fine. We had nothing else to talk about. So, uh, I think the belt's a it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. What have I personally preferred the idea I had where you know Roman maybe hops back and forth, you know, right. we got one title. I think that would have been cool because now you he has to kind of show up on both shows. Right. You know, maybe yeah. every other week. Hey, he's on Raw this week, then he's on SmackDown. Yep. But he misses this Raw and he's on SmackDown and Raw, but he misses the next SmackDown. Yep. I think that would have I think that would have worked. And it would have maybe gave that belt. I don't think it diminishes it. This new title does not diminish the universal title as much right. as people are making it. Right. Sure, it's now, you know, whatever happens to Cody, you can, I mean, you and Ethan will have that conversation. I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, when the time comes, the time comes. Right. But I don't know. I think I'm invested. I think overall, I think this is Triple H making his legacy. And people need to sit down, shut up, and watch what happens. Right. Exactly. I agree. It's it's a it's a it literally is a new era in WWE wrestling. And yeah, uh, there's also the, I mean the, you know, we don't talk about rumors all that much, but they're talking about um I'm hoping that they give Roman a new belt when he once he hits a thousand days. Um I've heard rumors of of potentially getting new tag team title belts as well. Um so who knows? Should be interesting. Hopefully, because honestly, I'm I'm sick and tired of of looking at pennies 
for the tag team title belts. Just give us something unique, something fun, or give us one tag team title. Don't don't have two or split them up. Do something. Get them off of one team. They need to be on two separate teams again, especially mm-hmm. if we're going to actually have a, a brand split with this draft. I swear to God, if we get the same wrestlers on different shows once again, after like a month and a half, it's going to be like, why? Why do you even bother having the draft? What was the point? Make it mean something. Bring yeah. back bragging rights, for God's sakes. I loved that shit when it was the Raw versus SmackDown. It was great. Hell, bring NXT up back up like they did for SummerSlam all those years ago. Do it. Do it, you cowards. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm very curious. This, Like we said last episode, there's a lot going on. It's a really interesting. 2023 is not going to be a bad year. It's going to be no. an interesting year. Correct. Um, so I want to, I want to bring this up because this is, we've never talked about that. We might've talked about it maybe once or twice. Um, and again, I listened to the Ric Flair podcast and I just came across it on, I follow a wrestling historian on Instagram and he posts things, you know, this day in wrestling. So as of this recording is April 29th, this is going to drop on, you know, the following day. No, April, April 30th. So this is this weekend. Um, April 29th, 1995. Collision in Korea happens. Uh, Antonio Noki took on Ric Flair in the main event. We've all heard the stories. If you haven't watched Dark Side of the Ring, listen to Ric Flair on Joe Rogan. Yep. Uh, nightmare. Nightmare trip. Yep. But I just found out, Scott, and we're going to have to do this in a future. I think this would be fun. They don't have the whole pay-per-view, it looks like. But they have two matches. They have obviously the main event, Anoki taking on Flair, and then Hokuto taking on Bull Nakano. So they have a women's match and a men's match. Okay. To look at this now, I don't know. Like, this was, I was in shock when I first learned about this. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you even rem- remember this happening. I don't know, but I remember reading a, reading a little about it afterwards. But yeah, it's it just it's wild. To me, this is like one of those, and I can't find a full show anywhere. Somebody's got to have it. It's not on the network. New it's Japan probably under lock it. and key somewhere. Well, I think it more so has to do. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if North Korea like sees most of the the footage or something, right? Um, but also. I think New Japan owns the New Japan end of things. Okay. Because if you have the main event on here, I mean, I don't know why they don't have the whole show on there. I would love to find this, and you and I watch it start to finish. That would be fun. It's I don't know. It's something. It's one of those things that always it just interests me because they thought this was a good idea. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, might have to do it in the future. I don't know. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't have too much more to talk about this week. I mean, again, there isn't anything that stuck out. Yeah, it's been a relatively quiet couple of weeks. I mean, everything else we've pretty much already discussed. And yeah. 
we're doing on stream, so maybe that makes it feel a lot less cluttered. That's true. Yeah, actually, that is kind of new. The last couple of weeks, we've been doing um, live reaction shows to to AEW Dynamite. Uh, Myself, Sam, and John the Statman have been online uh, just uh, through Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just uh, live reacting to the show, and um, we'll probably expand that to YouTube at some point as well. And so, yeah, stop on by from from eight to ten uh, Eastern Standard, actually now Eastern Daylight Time, because you know we need that extra hour. Um, yeah, stop by, chat with us, ask those questions. We actually had some people asking questions this past week, which was great. It wasn't just Ethan, <laughs> so we're gonna continue that growth and. Uh, yeah, ATR. We're slowly, slowly expanding, slowly taking over. Yes, we are. And you guys are going to do so. Please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You find myself as the SB official, Scott as Scotty J Stream, and John as John the Statman. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We will be pushing more YouTube content, including ATR Power Slam, which covers our weekly weekly wrestling coverage with a 15-minute time limit. We are on all streaming platforms. Please make sure you uh, like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell people why Above the Ring in our network ship activities podcast if you're choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Scott, it's good bullshitting once again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And guys, don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.